Earlier today, I was at St. David's Hospital at North Austin. Please continue to keep all involved. You might have seen on the news last night of how a car had run into the ER department uh, there. I was scheduled to go there even before all that happened, but ask you to please continue to keep them in your prayers. But as I was there distributing ashes for all the staff there at St. David's, I was informed by the chaplain that a priest had been requested because a family had lost their child, what's called a fetal demise, which means that they were about at term and unfortunately the child did not make it. And as I was going on the elevator to go minister to that family, something unexpected happened to me. There was a gentleman that came into the elevator at the last moment. And he paused after he came in the elevator because he saw my forehead. He saw the ashes on my forehead. And he said, today is Ash Wednesday. And I said, yes, today is Ash Wednesday. And I paused because I've learned when God's doing something and when I need to just keep my mouth shut uh, and let God do what God is doing. And so I waited. And he said, my child was born on Ash Wednesday. And the reason why that was profound is because I could tell exactly what God was doing in his heart in that moment. He saw the ashes on my forehead, the sign of mortality, the sign that all of us have only a certain amount of time here in this life but he also had that joy of his child's birth. In that moment, I believe God showed him not just all the life of his child, but that one day his child's life would end and that his own life would end as well. But it was not a sad moment. It was a moment of hope. It was a moment of what today is all about. Ash Wednesday, we remember our mortality. We remember that we have a need for God and that our time in this world will someday end. But that is so that we can be able to experience that joy of eternal life. It's meant to encourage us. It's meant to motivate us. It's meant to help us to live the best lives that we can live. And I saw that father in those instances, God doing all of that in him. And God motivating that father to want to be the best father that he could be for his child. To avoid sin. To live a life of virtue. To help his child, to be able to be in eternal life with him. Then I step off that elevator after having that profound encounter and rejoicing with that father and that new life, and I go to a very different experience, to two parents who had just lost their baby and who are crying. I've done this enough times to know there's no words. No words are enough for that loss that parents face in that moment. 
So I offered the word to the church, the words of what's called the commendation of the dying, the words of Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I offered God's words because I knew my words would pale and not be enough. And even in the midst of their pain, as they literally had their deceased baby there with them, the Lord started to console their hearts and to help them to go through that process of realizing very much that mortality. But unlike the father in the elevator who had that one of joy, that they were in that place of sorrow. When we experience that pain and sorrow, we need somewhere to place it. If we choose to give that to God, like those grieving parents in that room who had just lost their child did, then God raises us out of that place of pain and sorrow, and it doesn't lead us to sin. It leads us to that peace that God desires to give to each and every single one of us. As we enter this Lenten season, we're starting a new homily message series on giving up worry for Lent. And that's exactly what those parents did. The father in the elevator, seeing the ashes, and giving up in one sense worry by being inspired with hope and wanting to lead his child to God, and another set of parents who had just lost their child and wanting to give their sorrow, their pain, their loss to God as well. And for myself, I have already had been tempted in my Lenten resolution <laughs> because when I was in that elevator going up, having that encounter, I always worry a little bit by going, what am I going to say to those parents who have just lost that child? My Lenten resolution is I have chosen to give up worry because what happens when I worry, when I worry about things of the parish, especially late at night, I say, I'll do just one more email, and then hours pass with that one more email, and then I don't get to sleep as early as I should, or do my prayers as well, and then don't do the exercise, or that if I start to worry, I can eat my worries, or in my case, drink my worries with Dr. Pepper, or sometimes a pint of bluebell mint chocolate chip ice cream as a substitute for eating the worries as well, or Sometimes there can be that way of just, I'll just watch one show. I like the show Leverage, and so I sometimes will be tempted to watch Leverage late at night, and that's some of my ways of medicating. But where does it all begin? It all begins with those places of worry. And so in Lent, we choose to return to God by giving our worries up to God and by using the three armors of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, we can choose to fast from our worry. We can choose to give our worry over to God, and we can choose to take that time to pray more. So I invite you to join me during this Lenten season of whatever the worries are that you have, of giving those over to God and allowing God to lead you out of that place, to lead yourself to that better life that you desire for yourself and for your loved ones, 
of any places of pain, of suffering, of sorrow that you might be experiencing or struggles right now, of giving those over to God. So you transmit those to God and you don't transmit them to those around you. Let us give up worry for Lent and let us return to the Lord.